Hey boys, this time last year I shaved my head bald. <laughs> oh yeah. He um he told me he was gonna shave his head and I knew that he hadn't taken his picture for you the school yet. Really? <laughs> I personally didn't tell him. Yeah, I know, and I really liked you for that. <laughs> like, hey, do you remember we need to do our yearbook photos and I just like finished. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I disabled so what that menu called me right click is a context menu yeah I disabled that and it worked but I could still use the context menu so the episode is about eternity and this <laughs> is a good example of uh, a feedback look eternity of eternity non-stop yeah talk about computers with Josh eternity there and then. <laughs> right right okay. <laughs> so yeah just do you want to just get into it and if I you touch your, the stand I'm going to kill you Hmm? If you touch the stand, you're going to kill me. If you touch the stand, I'm going to kill you in a violent manner. In a violent manner. All right, bring it. Anyway, <clears throat> welcome to another episode of Accessory to Thought. Today, we have another guest. We have a man called Caleb Logan, good friend of ours. Caleb, why don't we just start by you introducing yourself and um, telling us a bit about yourself. Uh, well, hello, I'm Caleb. And, uh, well, first of all, I suppose it's how I know you two guys, so... Uh, I went to primary school with Josh. Yeah, we'll go way back. <laughs> I have uh, many memories, probably embarrassing stories as well. Yeah. I remember particularly one, but I'll not mention that one on the trip. <laughs> no, mention it. Mention it now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, sitting in P7 on our trip to York and uh, Josh along with, well, to be fair, this is embarrassing for me too, singing around the table every morning something. I can't, <laughs> I, I cannot quite remember the lyrics, something about... It's something to do with cows. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't remember much, but... Neither can I. I I'm glad we got by that stage of uh, immaturity, but... Good story. <laughs> uh, and then I know Ben uh, through my, mostly through my girlfriend, Alyssa, uh, who went to school with Ben, and I then got to know him. And uh, since we've had lots of deep conversations about faith and all this type of stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Yes. We're also filthy right-wingers. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so podcast episode today, uh, I thought, is just about um, eternity. Uh, throughout the podcast, we sort of, me and Josh have had these extravagant extravagant ideas about you know the bible uh the different things in it what different things mean um the differences between looking at things more on a spiritual level compared to a materialist level but there's a uh, one topic that keeps um popping up and that is the whole idea of eternity now what is eternity that is uh the the deep question the deep it? question for today <laughs> uh well when you asked me to come on and talk about this to be quite honest where do you even start and that was one of the things that i found hardest was where do i actually begin because quite honestly we we, we can't get eternity like everything in our life is finite that was the thing that kind of stood out to me most when i uh, first started looking at this and just before we kind of delve into it there's just a verse that i think i should read prior to everything we say here and it's from isaiah 55 and it's eight to nine it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways declares the lord as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts so when i read that we can talk all we want today and this is really important conversation really meaningful conversation unfortunately we'll never fully understand the depths of eternity until we reach heaven with the lord and i think that verse really encapsulates the idea that we that we can talk about it and we can get lots from the bible about this we'll never fully understand until the day we meet christ yeah no that's a, that's a fantastic verse to open up in it really sort of sums up the idea that i mean you get a lot of people who hate the idea of eternity eternity especially non-believers because when you mention eternity to them they automatically think hell because you know they're not christians and they're like no i don't want anything to do with that's just evil and horrible and mean and here we are having a god saying you don't know you don't understand my ways you don't understand uh, what i'm doing but it's for you know humanity's sake you know the, the best benefit of us all so um just going back to if you could just briefly sum up about like what what was the definition of eternity like what does it what does it mean well eternity effectively is the infinite 
end, I suppose. So we have life, which is finite, and uh, to Christians, and actually, as I was, I was doing a bit of research, every mainstream religion, apart from the belief or religion of agnostics and uh, atheists, all believe in some form of eternity or afterlife. Mm-hmm. So effectively, eternity is where we go after death, uh, where we spend our soul, so to speak, mm. spends its... Uh, the rest of time. Yeah, the rest of time. That's, that's Can I it. just jump in there? So you say we go to this thing that is eternity, which would be either heaven or hell. Would that be what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But if my definition of eternity would be something that has no borders, no, doesn't have a limit. Mm-hmm. So would we not... We, we would be in eternity right now because... Well, you would agree with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you you also said we are finite, okay? Yeah. On the earth mm-hmm. or whatnot. But we have experience of the infinite in our very consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that your experience hasn't didn't really have a start and didn't and it didn't really mm-hmm. have an end. It's just sort of. It, you're always you're always in the present yeah you'll never yeah. be in the future and you'll never you never were in the past you're always in the present does yeah. that make sense yeah i get that so yeah. in that sense and also uh, you also uh, describe something that doesn't have any boundaries um it's not multiple things because multiple things have boundaries of each other right two countries have but have borders right yeah. mm-hmm. but if there's just one country on the planet it wouldn't have borders. It would be the planet, right? Yeah, as a so whole. So eternity would be described as one thing as well. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's like all encompassing, all encapsulating of everything. All of reality is inside it, because if it's beyond, if it's if it's beyond borders, if it's all one thing, then the things with borders must lie within inside of it. Nothing yes. can escape. So it. if God is eternal, mm-hmm. I mean he does. He's limitless without borders. Okay, and heaven and hell are um, limitless and like borders are eternal. Yeah. It, they would have to be the same thing or else they would have borders. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that, that is a good point. Um, what do you th- make th- of that? This is, this is where it gets completely out of any human understanding i think in a sense because though like what you're saying i i like humanly is completely correct mm. I, and it's one of the things i struggle with most uh, me and ben uh were having a conversation the other night about how we kind of had both had points in our lives where we wanted to you know not attack god but you're really really deeply questioning the possibility of a god the possibility of a heaven of a hell and the one conclusion that I came to was I don't understand how God can separate heaven and hell. I don't understand how God can then can be God, but be in man, I, like fully God, fully man. And humanly speaking, that's impossible because if a God, like the, the term God means to be like all powerful, all mighty, all seeing, but then you put yourself in, like you were saying in that, uh, you were talking about the character of God with Nathaniel there about putting God in a box that that is effect effectively in a human perspective God put himself in a box of mm. skin and it's impossible then to understand and reconcile that 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 Jesus Christ was fully God as well as being inside man and I think in the same sense what we humanly perceive as a limitless infinite God is completely outside of our thought like we can try all we want and i think you see that in the bible um that people always try to understand the mind of mm-hmm. god and uh the truth is we we he is too powerful too yeah. mighty to understand no, just what you said i mean the whole reason like, you know, obviously we can go into the reason of jesus you know he's, he's our savior and we understand that but i think also in a more like st- study sort of level like Jesus and it de- de- develop is the character of God, so it allows us to have a relationship with God. Uh, you could just think about in the Old Testament how, you know, God was this force, this 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 thing that moved nations, made them rise and fall, and then 
in the New Testament, it's a man who has personal relationships, who has um, thoughts and feelings, uh, has had temptations, has went walked the shoes of man. And I think, I think that is just one of God's fantastical ways to really let us go in deeper and understand. Like, if we want to understand who God is, the character of God, you know, He's given us Jesus because mm-hmm. that is a literal character, you know. Um, so then when we talk about eternity i think the best place to really start from from the really the best place to start to pick apart this sort of question of eternity is when eternity came into obviously that box that you're saying when eternity mm-hmm. squeezed itself into what it is to be human and that's jesus christ i think that's the if we start there if we start for the whole reasoning behind jesus christ then we will get to the whole eternity question so just from that um why did we obviously need jesus now this is something christians sort of have no problem answering he's our savior he's our uh friend he's the person who took our sin and um set us free so why do we need him because we're sinners because um way back in creation there was the fall um so here's the question was eden designed to be eternal was the world designed to be eternal before the fall? The Eden story is is the pattern that that doesn't end. Okay. If you're talking about a literal garden that has fences and a snake in it, well, and a gate guarded by a flaming sword, <laughs> I'm sure we would have noticed by now. It's still there. <laughs> yeah. But the things that it represents, the things the garden is just a manifestation of the things it describes. Mm-hmm. Those 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 ideas aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Eden is essentially this paradise, this sort of yeah moment in time where man and God were one, were united and together in a in a in a in a relationship. Um. So, I believe. Um, because God created us and because death had didn't enter the world until the fall um, that's sort of how I think souls sort of really take shape the whole idea that souls cannot be killed mm-hmm. um, and I think yes physical bodies can be killed but I don't believe like souls cannot be killed it either yeah. goes yeah. to one of, one of two eternities yeah. so and then there's the key reason why Jesus is so key because Jesus is the this you know Jesus is the only way the only the, the way the truth and the life no one gets to the father except through him so that's that's the key that's Jesus is the key to eternity okay uh to the to the good eternity I'll say heaven um so that's sort of how I was I was approaching this uh in preparation for this talk to really like so Jesus right Jesus was the epitome of eternity he's he's the way to it okay so let's start there let's start at the beginning of the path Jesus Christ okay so what are then the the possibilities of sort of because um me and Josh were talking earlier and we were going to discuss sort of um heaven and hell because those are the only two opportunities really not opportunities but only two only two ways you can go unless you're a catholic unless you're a catholic you go to purgatory (laughs) (laughs) which is is like almost heaven almost heaven but not quite it's like (laughs) it's like the it's like the the bus stop to heaven you're just waiting (laughs) (laughs) um pending (laughs) right so um i think so i i was gonna i was gonna wrap this up with um i think heaven last really so Let's just discuss the other one, hell. Let's understand the reasoning behind it and actually the necessity of hell. Why is hell necessary? And I know people listening to this will be like, ooh. And a lot of people who I've talked to you about hell are like, nah, no good God would send people to hell. Nah, none of that, none of this. You know, it's all cruel, cruel, cruel. Isn't it bad enough on earth? Now, next thing you know, if people didn't hear what you had to say, they end up in this horrible horrible place where not just evil is but where evil gets destroyed so like (coughs) excuse me how then does (coughs) choking on a crumb um so yes how then 
can we approach that in a way that christ i guess approached it it's probably the same way like you know, we we're called to you know be like christ but yeah with the technology that we have with the setup that we have right now on this podcast right now how do we approach hell i think personally to, to f- understand the reasoning for hell you have to first understand the like w- what you need to get into heaven i i think that that's probably the most important thing is to start uh with the criteria of getting to heaven and straight off we are, as christians we know that's perfection which mm. humanly speaking that can't be reached and i think the reason people have such a trouble believing in a god sending inverted commas good people to mm. hell is uh, because they don't truly understand pure goodness and it was something i was thinking about and that is that goodness or the word good is only relative to what is around you mm-hmm. so if we believe in a god which we do an eternal almighty god pure goodness no no, there's no like there's nothing at all impure about his goodness so if you can imagine that god's goodness is pure like what i do in my everyday life is relative to what's around me so i mean it's good that i don't kill people because that's That's relative to people who murder (laughs) (laughs) that that is good but my goodness (laughs) my, my goodness is only relative to other people's evil if that if that makes sense yes yeah so how then can a god of pure goodness accept me of relative goodness is uh i think that uh, to me anyway explains why i can in and of myself reach heaven Mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's then where obviously christ comes into the picture Mm -hmm. for giving a pathway to heaven but it also explains why those who do not believe in christ and do not take the pathway that god gave um i think that's why there has to be a hell and you mm, can't ignore that mm. that's the same way we have you know the whole justice system i think is what i look at whenever i'm, I'm talking about these sort of things use it as an example so we have the law you know the ten commandments and you know just the teachings of the bible and um you know if you break the law you get punished mm-hmm. um and because god is the ultimate margin of goodness um there is no tolerance for evil um, I don't think anybody in their right mind will tolerate evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely God won't. And so evil must be destroyed. Um, so you sort of were criminals in a sense because we've all fallen short of God's law. We are all have done something evil once or twice in our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's 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 the that's we're criminals now. We're criminals, and then. Yeah. Jesus steps in and he says, like, we've been judged and we've been sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. So then the whole purpose of Jesus, Jesus comes in and Jesus says, hang on, I will take the punishment. I will take the yeah. fine uh, so that this person may go free. Yeah. And I will take the wrath of God. And we see that with um, the cross. Mm-hmm. So there's that. All right. There's that sort of, I think that sort of, sort of wraps up the whole idea of, as you say, you think of how the criteria to get into heaven so then when you talk about hell it's just people who don't have that i i think it's a little bit i think when i when i when i when i think of hell i don't just think about you know bad people i find hell to be a very very sad very sad truth yeah. uh the truth is often sad and it's it can be quite heartbreaking to discuss and i think it's very we do this very carefully in a sense of you could look at it in one way of saying, oh, it's perfectly fine. I mean, obviously, good, like, evil must be destroyed. But then mm-hmm. there's a lot of personal attributes where people don't quite understand, like, what they're doing is yeah. wrong. They don't really know, like, and, and they begin to they begin to fear. They begin to be scared. I remember when I was younger, I was, the reason why I started reading my Bible and stuff is because I was so scared that God would just, like, mm-hmm. snap his fingers. And it was like, Ben, you ran out of time. Yeah. So I was like, uh-oh. Better, better read my Bible. Better pray some more. Better be good. But then I was like, but then you, the more you read the Bible, you realize, well, actually, like, it's it's quite funny. Like when I talk to people about Christianity, they're like, oh, they all think they're a bunch of stuck up snobs. Mm-hmm. Think they're all perfect. No, literally, when you're a Christian, you realize how imperfect you are, and you realize the necessity it is mm-hmm. to have um, a savior. Now, uh, Josh, when we were talking about this earlier, you said you'd, you'd something to say you about to hell, and I, 
I'm really quite interested to see what you have to say about this. Okay, so I am one almost 100% certain my concept of hell is completely different to your concept of hell. And this is exactly why it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, there isn't really much distinction between heaven and hell, in my opinion. Um, that is right. I'm gonna borrow a few different ideas from a few different people. I did not prepare three weeks for this, like the last <laughs> episode. So this is gonna be a bit off the cuff. So Jordan Peterson would be. He would say, if there is an absolute ideal, no matter what the absolute ideal is, he is also a judge because his very presence judges you because mm-hmm. he's the ideal you look up to. And every part of you that isn't like that is is like it's on fire. It's, it's being judged mm-hmm. just by his. He's not like doing anything, right? But he's a judge. If he's if you're if you're say you're weightlifting, right? You're starting out weightlifting, and you're you're weak or something, and you see all these other guys in the gym, and they're like big muscles. They're like lift like five times as much as you or something. Mm-hmm. Or you see some Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you see him lifting uh, whatever he I don't know how the weight lifted but a lot you know obviously mm-hmm. from that one small perspective right yeah. you can see how Arnold Schwarzenegger is the he is Epitome. the ideal but he's also the judge because he's yeah. the ideal you mm. you're comparing yourself to him yeah so that's the duality of Christ he is He's a paradox because he's the ideal of forgiveness, but the ideal of forgiveness is a judge because he is an ideal of forgiveness, mm. which is what makes Christ so interesting, in my opinion. Mm. Um, what else? Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speak. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Would... This is a podcast. <laughs> That's a good start. If if. If God is limitless without boundaries, okay, I, I'm going to read this this thing I just wrote this morning. I was not expecting it to be on this podcast or anything, right? This is about suffering. So on suffering, suffering is to the mind what pain is to the body. That is only but an indication of something. Suffering nor pain is bad in itself. Only, uh, only a byproduct of something else. So like someone who cannot feel pain, they are more likely to inflict on themselves serious harm. The same is the case for suffering. Likewise, the goal to remove suffering cannot be attained. For in, the pers- uh, for in this pursuit, suffering can only be only linger on, since uh, it is but a symptom of something else. That is, the belief in the di- identity of the self, separate from the infinite. Suffering revolves around the illusion of uh, a separate self. The separate self can also exist in the illusion, in, in illusion with the very idea that it is uh, something to be removed, because you can only remove things that exist. Life is suffering, a misdiagnosis of the symptom of the as the disease. What is the what is the root disease? The identification of the I as an object, something separate from the infinite, something that is apart from God. By the nature of identifying the self as separate from God is a very contradiction to God, and therefore to being itself. How can then uh, the infinite, that is God, fail to encompass all things? That would imply the that the infinite has boundaries, or has limitation. This manifests itself as the experience of hell, the experience of trying to be apart from something that is infinite. So hell only exists to the extent that people who don't assign themselves to the infinite exist. Suffering is the rejection of the now. And then I've got some senses. Um, we should be in the ever-existing present, always, as if there was no time, for time is only an illusion of change, and God is the almighty one, infinite being itself, himself. Uh, that is never changing. Live in the now that never passes. True peace, happiness, contentment only arises after the realisation that suffering itself doesn't re- uh, actually exist but is a mere illusion of defiance. And then an example with this would be if you wake up every day 
and when you brush your teeth uh, in a rush only to usher in the next minute when you finish brushing the teeth uh, as the goal um, in place of uh, usher in the next minute in place of the now you all you're doing is uh, perpetuating suffering <laughs> which think- is quite harsh <laughs> But yeah, I that's, think that's what I thought this morning. The key, mm. something that stood out for me in that is how you said that people who don't, like obviously, the people who don't assign themselves to the infinite, to the infinite. Yes, I, I was quite profound. Um, you need more than just like an earthly understanding mm-hmm. to really fathom what's going to happen, what's going on. Um, but I think ultimately, this this whole thing that you've said has quite a painful um like I, I think people who hear that are both encouraged but also troubled in the fact of you know what if somebody is suffering right now what if somebody is just trying their hardest trying their best and they feel like they're just their life is just to live in hell and they just but they can't bring themselves to believe in some god that they barely hear anything about who as far as they're as far as they are concerned, never really had any time for them. How do we how do we sit here and talk about hell when people like that are sitting in their rooms right now, listening to like Juice World or something, being <laughs> like <laughs> depressed and just having a really really rough time? How can we how do we how do we how do we approach this idea of eternity delicately with people like that? Well, I, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I uh, I just I think that the very existence of your suffering is proof of a god. And give me a second, just to explain that. Um, in the sense that you have an an innate built-in desire for more in life. We always, even if we, even when we're happy, at best in this world, life's mediocre. Is something that my dad said to me recently, and that kind of stood stood out to me. <laughs> and a depressing as I thought that is, as a Christian, that gives me hope that if this life's mediocre, then whatever's to come is going to be incredible. But when you're in suffering, you always want out. You always want a way out. And a lot of the time, sadly, from an earthly perspective, people can't see that way out. But that's what the Bible literally is. And this idea of eternity literally is. That is literally your way out of suffering. Like Josh was saying, you know, suffering in the presence of the Lord is absent. If you are in harmony in a relationship with the Lord, that is effectively your soul's suffering has been relieved. And though you can still suffer humanely, you can rest assured that regardless of what life throws at you humanly, mm-hmm. that eternally your soul uh, resides in the heavenly kingdoms uh, with mm-hmm. with the Lord. Can I just add to that an example? Me and Ben were talking and what's up about something um yeah the satisfaction you, thing i have no idea uh, <laughs> I, right. I, I, I was talking about flames okay <laughs> um I, I can't remember what I, it'd probably be better if we find it but um it was something like um if if god is uh fire or something like that mm-hmm. and we're getting burned by the fire that would be akin to hell but yeah. if we then become the fire, that is only an aid to us. If that makes sense, mm. how can a fire be hurt by fire? That Would be of, one way of putting. Reminds it. me of the sort mm. of burning bush. You know, it's ah, okay. That's pl- what. Pl- pl- that's the example I use, wasn't it? Yeah, a plain bush that is on fire but is not burning. I see Christ in that. A plain mm. man but on fire with, you know, the spirit. Um, so, and it's as obvious as the burning wish with his mm-hmm. miracles and obviously with the his death and resurrection but Christians we have that same fire within us mm-hmm. um, flame is what you know you catarize a wound you know it's painful but it's yeah ultimately one of the best things that you could do if you're bleeding out in that situation the same um, way he describes himself as the purifying fire exactly, exactly. All right, I found um, so you were talking about um, eternity and at the end you're like um do we ride or survive or do we stay in our places and have faith god will pass over uh, 
well passover is end of sentence (laughs) i said uh we do not ride we do not survive but we thrive like the burning bush it was on fire but did not burn Mm. if flame is met with even more flames does the flame get burned no it grows it sort of reminds Mm. me like there's a metaphor that i heard uh jesus christ was the sun like the actual um sun in the sky and um Mm. after jesus time when it sets you know the moon rises in the night this is the dark night but how's the moon and how is the moon bright it's the sun rays reflecting off it we as christians reflect that it's the same same sort of light but Mm -hmm. we're not the sun you know we're you know material like the moon we're just rock but yeah we're so special because of the sun now you said something about satisfaction how can i really be satisfied and i this i think was what really led me to really sort of study out about what heaven is and we had a t- we had a conversation recently how basically i was saying the only thing that really makes me happy now is thinking about heaven mm-hmm. it's literally it makes me like the happiest i've been because in a coronavirus world at the minute it's just depressing all the time yeah so satisfaction is uh, we talked about i talked about this view as well josh in that really long essay that I sent you one day <laughs> about <laughs> numbers and stuff but satisfaction itself in the world once you're satisfied with something give it a week and you'll find another thing to try and be satisfied about yeah give it a week and then you'll try and find another thing to be satisfied about like hope like i don't know like i'm a bit young but like when i retire i want to have like a ranch or something with horses but like when i've built that ranch and when i have those horses when i fed those horses and when my grandchildren are out playing with those horses and some dogs and some chickens what's the next project well i was like well i'll probably build a i'll probably have a workshop and do woodwork or um do a bit of smithing or maybe like but then when, when i'm done that what am i going to do what's, what's, what's happening and i was just like i'll flip just kill me already <laughs> i'm done with the planet um it's so satisfaction is very interesting when it comes to heaven because i was like right we're, we're designed to be adventurous and curious you know mm-hmm. um first job uh, the first job that was ever made was Adam's job in naming the animals, exploring Eden, and yeah. you know we are naturally curious and adventurous. And I hundred percent believe that we're still going to have those base foundational characteristics about all of us in heaven. Mm-hmm. So about this whole eternity, the the question I rose was: Will we have? Will there be eternal satisfaction in heaven? Or will it just be like Earth, where when we're done with something, we go on to the next thing, and that will just be an eternal train? That will be just an eternal sort of love, because God created this world not for us to love Him, but for Him to love us. Mm-hmm. So, with all of eternity, if He has this whole plan, will there be things, new things created, or will we just, in the classical sense, sit in a cloud with a harp? That's really boring, in my opinion. But um, you know, satisfaction, I think, is whenever you really delve into that sort of psychology i think that's the closest thing you can get to heaven on a, on a human level without obviously the, the help of a bible but you know if you're talking about heaven and you have a bible that's really helpful <laughs> um well but yeah just just speak off that again i think your concept of heaven is uh is is not as full as it could be like I'll I'll say one of these things again. Um, if you wake up every day and when you brush your teeth in the in a rush, only to to usher in the next minute in place of the now, you're doing it wrong. You're perpetuating suffering to be precise. I mean, when with that idea in my head, uh, I had the best brushing of my teeth this morning I've ever had in my life, right? <laughs> and it it wasn't like it was any different than the other times I brushed my teeth. So what's changed? That was in the, the perception has changed. Yeah, right. The orientation has changed. Right. The way of being has changed. Right. Hopefully, I don't say right again because I annoy myself when I do that. <laughs> well, but, it's just just this way of being. Or what way? What? How? What's your attitude whenever you're satisfied with? Uh, what's what? What do you gain when you finish brushing your teeth? Clean teeth. I, and I, what do you gain with clean teeth? They. Like, you're, you're you're brushing your teeth. They're gonna be clean, right? Mm-hmm. I said it again. Um, <laughs> but your teeth are gonna be clean. Yes. Why do they need to be clean now? Just just 
so they don't fall out. Just chill out, you know. <laughs> chill out, man. Clean your teeth and enjoy life, because the the most relieving things and the most daunting things about um, life and uh, the suffering life is 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 that as you said, no matter where what goal you achieve. You can still be depressed. Be like, right, mm, I, I, mm. My, my goal is to get this, whatever you said, like farms steel or something. <laughs> yes. um, and then you get it and you're like, all right, now what? Okay. Uh, like, even if they, but you can also be depressed when you're just in some sort of cupboard of an apartment somewhere and you're depressed about yourself. I'm in a cupboard of an apartment. I don't even have a garden. My mm. kitchen is shared or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same problem, got to the uh, by different means, and if I can have satisfaction in the very brushing of my teeth, I mean, as many meaningless br- as brushing your teeth is, mm-hmm. you can have satisfaction in life if you just look at it the right way. I think, I think I understand. Like, heaven is going to be that pure mindset of in life everything we do is to as we were talking like a finite end so at some point i'm going to die so i want to squeeze everything else i can in and i think to an extent that's maybe why even in the happiest times of our life there's always more i want more it's the same with people with money always say you get a little bit of money but then you want more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think in heaven that's kind of with what you're saying it's like a perfect satisfaction in that you, you like every need that you could ever have or want or think about is given but in an eternal sense so you don't have the the pressure of time i think time is one of the things as humans that's probably one of the most scary concepts is that time for humans is finite and that someday your clock runs out and with whatever you believe in for us it's heaven or hell mm-hmm. but other people believe that you just die in the dirt regardless of what you believe life is over mm-hmm. as we know it but there's more and uh i think heavenly terms I, well i can't wait is uh, we were talking about it as you said and if i died today though my family and all would be sad hallelujah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that's the that's the assurance that i have in my eternity with christ mm. that i'm not going to get bored in heaven I sometimes when you overthink about it and I've done it many many a time you're like well you know there's only so many walks I can go on on golden <laughs> roads before I'm a bit bored but boredom is in a sense a concept created by the human mind and, mm. and it's not of the infinite because Christ was never bored God was never bored and never will be and uh, mm. I believe in our eternal beings uh, when when our souls are eternal that uh we will feel the exact same. Christ spending forty days in the desert, you know, I was there for. I'd, a say, <laughs> I'd say you're you're hitting on something, so you are. Mm. But think about it. Our our goal as Christians, our ideal that is the judge mm. of forgiveness is Jesus, and mm. as you said, he would never get bored. Certainly, yeah. maybe. Speculation. I, I believe he. I believe um, he has been bored in his. Maybe maybe in bored, human but like not yeah. in not in the sense of oh, I'm bored. I hate brushing my teeth. It's so boring. I do it every day. I hate it. I bet you he brushed his teeth the best way a man can brush his teeth. Right? <laughs> Perfected teeth brushing. Aim to brush your teeth just like Jesus. <laughs> I, in, in a joking manner. Only in this head. podcast. Only in this podcast. We say things. But like in that. in the satire joke of that, there is. I'm not being. Truth. I'm being serious. <laughs> But, I'm being deadly I, I, serious. I, I, I actually here. do understand what you mean. Like, if you do everything in life with a mindset like you're saying <laughs> of Christ, the way Christ would, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna get the bus the way Christ would get a bus. <laughs> brush my teeth the way Christ would brush his teeth. Make or, you yeah, but like, if, you, if you put it that, you you are correct. But I would say. If you're constantly playing, oh crap! What if I'm not doing it like well, Jesus? Uh, it's it's gonna be uh, torturous. I do think this raises, to say the least. But it has obviously has to be natural. This raises a question. This raises a question though. If you do sort of be happy, I think this is what we're trying to get at. You know, be in 
be happy we, now be happy now not well yeah but like there is a question of, you could not be depressed you could be the happiest person ever you could love your life and stuff and then the next thing you know some tragedy happens mm. like my dog died a few weeks ago you know best friend that's that's rough yeah you know whole family in tears because it's like your best friend right you know like for people who don't know god and i've had such emotional connections and i've been happy and they've been doing good as you say brushing their teeth like christ in the way that they know mm. as in being happy doing things to the best of their ability when tragedy hits and this is suffering mm. how do we how do we speak about you know oh just be happy or oh you know get on the bus like christ get on the bus you know like how do we how do we say these things to people who just want that who just want it to stop hmm. who are begging just for a moment of silence to be alone well in the words of frederick nietzsche uh suffering is not evil but instead should be considered among the greatest of all goods I'm glad I just have these random notes for yeah, me to pull very good. <laughs> short notes. Elaborate on that, though. Suffering is not evil, but instead uh, should be considered among the greatest of all goods. I am not completely familiar with Nietzsche, but from what I have recently discovered, basically, he is a very smart man. Um, I see him as a prophet, although he wasn't a Christian. Um, he was... He... He was a nihilist, and then he like had a bunch of stuff of reasonings why everything is meaningless and stuff. And he was a nihilist, but then, then he came out of that. He somehow overcame the nihilism, and and he he sees the person who said God is dead, which a bunch of people quote, but um, he also said God is dead, and the blood is on our hands and. It, it can't be washed off okay and he predicted what quotation marks god dying would mean in the future in the form of um you know atheistic um communism fascism so the idea of this the state replacing god he predicted that somehow um so i from my understanding he he saw suffering as good because it gave you a chance to transcend the suffering. Hmm. Is my understanding. I, again, I'm not completely familiar with uh, Nietzsche. Yeah, I think that's... we can find that in the Bible as well. I, I, if I had it in front of me as a, a reference, I would. But I'm fairly sure it's Paul says that, like to, well, I, we know the to live as Christ, to die as gain. But mm. also, Paul talks about suffering and many times throughout the Bible. Uh, suffering is referred to as um as a blessing from god because uh, mm-hmm. a little bit like you're saying when you go through suffering as a christian if we turn to god we we as you said transcend the suffering and it, it's like a, god talks about it as a, a, a refining fire i think um I, I can't actually perfectly remember the passage but um something along the lines of blessed is he who the lord sees worthy mm-hmm. of of going through suffering and um i've also heard outside of the bible people talking about god gives suffering to his strongest soldiers mm-hmm. so to speak um because god understands the pains of this world but he wants to not not uh, it's not not that god's a bully and he throws stuff our way to force us to look to him but that God loves us enough that he's just mm. always wanting to, Jesus says, look up. And sometimes he sends these things to us so that we always look up rather than looking, you know, out around the world. Yeah, it's a, it's a father's, it's a father's love, a father's guidance, mm. you uh, know. And discipline. And discipline, that's, yeah. Yes. Said, which would be refining fires, I guess. Yes. The, um, and then the story of Job, he didn't do, he didn't, seemingly didn't do anything wrong and then God took everything away and yeah. then he was, so why but then at the end um job respected god more mm. yeah mm-hmm. and is god uh, is is job better before or after the suffering even though everything's taken with him i'd say after because he respected god more yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely what i mean yeah I, I i don't know whether it's paul or peter that says this but um it's like at the end of one of his, the, their letters they go um so after suffering a little while 
you will have eternal glory and salvation and it's like it's really quite funny i think how they approach suffering it's like well if you do in the name of god you know just keep going <laughs> you're just like ah no and they, the christians are being fed to lions and crucified and getting stoned and like they're just like look you will suffer jesus suffered keep going <laughs> you will fulfill god's plan for you and as i said to you the other day christians are immortal until the until god calls us home after we've fulfilled the purpose that god has for us mm. and I think Christians look at that in a way of, oh, what can I do to the people around me? But sometimes it's something so personal. Like a Christian, I believe, could go through the entirety of life without talking to a single person, and God will still have a plan. It's for our own. It's for our own development as well as for the people around us. As uh. you say, being good is only when you're like, how do you how do you compare yourself to being good? It's when like you obviously have bad people around yeah. you, and then you are picked out to be like a good person. This idea of we have sort of sort of nitpicked and picked and choose going like good bad blah 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 but it's a lot more it's a lot more easier than that i think it's just it's just a, as you said at the very start it's this sort of criteria and it's only sort of one have you sinned yeah everyone has sinned so stop thinking about god gonna do bad things to you and stuff like you've already like you're already on the you're already on the naughty list essentially you're yeah, already yeah. there all right when you're a christian you're aware of it you don't when you're a christian you don't go on oh, well, the nights just now yeah you're like nah I, I damn well deserve to be on that naughty list and then jesus and then we understand then that jesus scored out your name and then wrote his name mm. and he's doing that for every single person he wants to do that for every single person who has been born every like and that's that's insane and he would do it again if one of yeah. them like us and then there's, there's that the whole love of God idea and love, I think, is how we get to yeah. eternal satisfaction. I think it was you that said that when we talked about this. This whole idea that um, eternity can only exist if it's inside love, and love can only exist if it's inside eternity, because love, essentially, love God. Love cannot, is eternity. Love is eternity. Exactly. It's this <laughs> recurring thing, mm. and I think that is the, the the summary. Like we're not we're not sitting here, right, and we're not telling listeners to be like aware of like evil things and not to be depressed and if you're a christian oh you know suffer a little while and stuff we're not we're not we're not sort of you know we're not just rhyming off mm. normal things that christians hear pretty much 24 7 we're actually saying well hang on a minute there's a little bit more depth to this how can you develop yourself personally in understanding about these uh criteria as you've said and how can we help people see that they're on such a thing I mean, surely an atheist can see evil, you know, yeah. even though they believe that there is no, there is no epitome. Because if it's all just, if it's all just from nothing, then everything is just opinion, and there's no real foundation to stand on mm. at all. Whereas, you know, Christians have a moral foundation. Everyone has a moral foundation, and that points to the God of the Bible. Uh, morality in itself is God, the ultimate epitome of goodness. You know, and if there is that goodness, it cannot be anywhere near evil, or evil cannot be anywhere near it. So it has to go somewhere. Yeah. The question is, are you smeared in that dirt? You know, are you covered in that dirt that only Jesus, the blood of Christ, can wash away from you? Yeah. You know, that's the question. That's the main question that we should be asking whenever we do talk about eternity. Because we could rhyme off of all the things that what we think is going to happen in hell, and all the mm -hmm. things that we think is going to happen in heaven. As Christians, and we talked about this, we think it's just absolutely brilliant to think about heaven. We just love it so much. It's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a way for us to sort of let go of the every, the daily grind of life and just dream a bit about oh, how good would it be to just go there right now. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the, well, that's like how something. About, we are after an hour at the minute. So how about that? I'm going to say, we can all say our last words and then I feel like, Oh, I was I, I was I'm, doing a wrap up thing. Okay, but <laughs> I, th I do want to talk on because yeah. there's stuff that has not been said, and there's stuff that I have said that you do not understand coming out of my mouth. Fully, I think we I I know how to start the next one. If you want, if you would like to join us right, for right. another I'll, one, I'll, right, well, um, I just say to be continued. Right. Okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give an example of just literally this morning of first world problems um, that other first world people could understand. Um, I don't know why I'm holding that. 
so I was I was driving I was driving up here, um, long drive, and then I was on a I was on an unrestricted country road, mm-hmm. and there was this person dr- insisting on in driving thirty miles an hour the entire way, but every time I went close to go around them, they blocked the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they just swerved out. Stand, yes, on a country it was road. actually quite dangerous, but uh, we were only going thirty miles an hour, so I could break. Um, <laughs> they thought they were an F one. <laughs> yeah, but I could, I could reasonably get really annoyed about that. Okay, mm. but like the brushing of the teeth, man. <laughs> Josh, you're Here just, we you're go just again. vibing all through life. You're just I, a happy just one. Like the brushing of the teeth. I mean, like you do, you you the, must brush your teeth yeah. three times a day, yeah. No, you enjoy it that much. <laughs> no, well, I'm not. Well, again, I'll be. Uh, the beard. I wouldn't want to turn. <laughs> I wouldn't want to turn brushing in the teeth as a vice. I want to, as in, I want to usher in the next minute so I can brush my teeth more. Um, <laughs> but no, anyway, as I'm saying, just like the brushing of the teeth. I mean, I felt the call to be enraged, uh, but it's all a choice. Yeah, I would. I you can just, I'd agree just with that. dev the moment, man. Mm. Some guys driving thirty miles an hour block, and you passing them. That's okay. That <laughs> like somebody okay. who gets angry really that easily. Okay. That's that very challenging for me. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how well I can cope on that. But yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> would you like to say anything wrapping up? Well, we've talked about a lot. Um, I think. I think the most important thing is just remembering the goodness of God and everything. And uh, yeah, everything we've talked about today is important, as Ben said. Um, but the most important thing is to remember Christ and everything that we've talked about and uh, the sacrifice that he made to get us to this place called eternity, which we've discussed. And I think that would be my final note is to don't always look at eternity, but it's important, but look at Christ. Leave a like. Oh, yes. Leave a like and uh, subscribe <laughs> if you're new. Sorry, I've been... I'm new to this business. Follow on Spotify. Download on Spotify. Yeah, all the, all the links down below. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. We're on everything, pretty much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>